Since the beginning of time, people have always found creative ways of communicating. This is my way. I'm Kyle Leon Henderson, and we need to talk. Hello, and welcome to Not For Nothing. I'm, of course, Kyle Leon Henderson, your host, and I have with me today someone who is available, Billy Alexander. (laughs) (laughs) You can use my middle name, too. It's fine. (laughs) I was about to say Billy Lee Alexander. I use everybody's middle name here, but that's what we've been doing. People I can get get a hold of. I I put them on the podcast. Uh You can get your hands on anybody, but (laughs) (laughs) it's easiest to get my hands on you. Yes. How's everything going? Um, It's going okay. Um, It's been kind of a slow day today. Thank goodness. Um, But um, the last few weeks at work have been a little crazy. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm convinced that this is it. This is the end. This is the last year of Earth. Well, you know, (laughs) they do say the Antichrist uh, has a rule of seven years. What does that mean? Trump has already been in office for four. Uh-oh. So, okay, maybe we'll have... <laughs> maybe we'll be here for another couple of years. Oh, I hope if not. If they're God. like this one, I don't want to. I don't want it. I don't want it because all the plagues are starting, you know. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Flying snakes. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, I remember that one. And, and there was a squirrel in Colorado that has the bubonic plague. Yep. So mm-hmm. I'm sure someone's going to eat it. <laughs> Because like they did Somebody that bad, will run over it and then you know <laughs> Just swarms of bubonic yep. plague. Um, yeah, work's been crazy. Yeah, it's been a little crazy. We um started a new uh, electronic charting system um, at work, and and can I remind everybody what you do? Sure. You are the so I'm the associate director for um, managed care at the AIDS Foundation. Yeah. AIDS Health Foundation here in Los Angeles. It's here in Los Angeles, but I learned from you, it's also in Georgia and Florida too. So our insurance plans are, Mm. that is correct. Um, But But you have facilities here. Yes, we have um, our home offices here, but we are actually a global um, company. We're all over the world. Well, I just know that they're everywhere here in Los Angeles and your job is really important. So... (laughs) Well, I manage the um, case management department, and I help to make sure that the uh, our patients get the best care mm-hmm. um, that they that their insurance provides. That's so fun. I mean, maybe not fun, but that's that's <laughs> such important work. <laughs> um, I, I really do enjoy what I do. Um, being a nurse for God, like ten years now. It's mm-hmm. it, and it's, how's being a nurse during quarantine and COVID nineteen um, and. <laughs> I've had to yell at a few people (laughs) 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 because they were doing stupid things like my parents, but Mm -hmm. that's a side story. Yeah. Um, Yeah. It's just been difficult um, being in my role. Um, I transitioned into my role in like early January. Yeah. Because if you have listened to the last or the last few episodes that Billy has been on, the first episode, we talked all about how we got to know each other and we've been friends for 10 years? What? What is this? No 2020? No, uh, no, 12 years. Yeah. 12 years now. 12 years. Ah, 
and yeah, we started at UAB together. Yeah, we and did. you took travel nursing, and then you decided to stay. Mm-hmm, I did. Uh, because I was... that would mean you had to go back to Alabama. <laughs> and <laughs> uh, Alabama right now. I wouldn't want to be there. Yeah. Um, but we do know somebody that is there right now, but a couple people. Oh, I know a few people. Yeah. Who are you thinking of? I was thinking about your uh, your boo thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Ethan, mm-hmm. he, he, oh, yeah, I forgot. I haven't <laughs> talked about that because it, it came quickly. He he was like, I can't take it anymore. I'm going to dip out for a while <laughs> because next week I'm going to have an episode with just me mm-hmm. because I decided that life sucks a little bit and I needed to get away for a while. So I booked a cabin on Big Bear Lake. All by myself. Uh, totally jealous. Some people think I'm going to get murdered. Um, maybe. I don't know. Maybe. You know. I don't know. We'll see. But anyway, I did all that. And then Ethan, because he's an esthetician, he waited and waited. He'd been on quarantine, been off work, you know, on unemployment since March 15th, I think. And he went back to work and worked three shifts. And the state of California is like, never mind, never mind. COVID's getting worse. Go home. <laughs> And so he was like, I'll, I'll, I will. And he booked a flight and left Sunday, and he'll be gone for six weeks, I think. Oh, wow. That is crazy. So, wow. Well, mm-hmm. I'm totally jealous you get to go to Big Bear. You could go to. No. You could book a cabin. I guess I could. $270. I booked a cabin. <laughs> 200 square feet. It's going to have a little jacuzzi, and I get to do bubble baths and there all that. There you go. Hey, that so, sounds really relaxing. I'm taking my yoga mat and a case of wine, probably. There you go. That sounds like a fun time to me. Mm-hmm. I'm going to try. Yeah. But um, you'll get to do a lot of self-exploration. I hope so. I'm going to do some journaling. I've got a, I'm probably going to book an appointment with my therapist while I'm there. There you go. Yeah. In the cabin. Um, I might do that alpine slide. That looks fun. I do not know what the alpine slide is. <laughs> You've never seen an alpine no. slide? It's like a half tube and you get this little go-kart thing and you slide down the slide. <laughs> They have it in Gatlinburg. I've never seen that. Yeah. It, it's more fun with people, but yeah. I'll do it myself. There you go. Um, but yeah, it, it's been a crazy few weeks, but um, the system seems to be going well. Good. Um, my nurses are adapting to it. Are your hospitals like overrun? So the hospitals are pretty full. I mean, they're not at max capacity mm-hmm. yet, but um, we have had um, an uptick in, uh, you know, uh, patients needing services. Mm-hmm. So I have a question because this is something I've not heard anything about. And this was just going to be a casual episode of mm-hmm. me, you hanging out, chilling today. Yeah. Um, but the AIDS health foundation works a lot with the AIDS community. Mm-hmm. Right. So how does, does, has coronavirus made it more complicated to deal with people's AIDS? So, stuff? The and, and HIV stuff. So AHF has taken a lot of precautions to ensure that our doctors are still able to take care of their patients. Mm-hmm. Um, they've moved to telehealth as much as they can. And is it automatically assumed that everybody who has HIV and AIDS are just full on immunocompromised? No. They're in at risk. No, it's that, not. No, because um, doesn't AIDS and HIV compromise your uh immune system anyway so so it does Mm -hmm. it your immune system is lower especially if you are in um oppressed state Mm -hmm. um but just because you have hiv does not mean you have aids right um so if you're undetectable your immune system is um 
better. Mm -hmm. Um, it's, you still are compromised, but it is a lot better. Your body can fight off other infections more easily. Mm -hmm. Um, if you are undetectable. So they are sort of separating it for that, like between HIV and AIDS. Like Mm -hmm. if you've got AIDS, they're probably going to take a little more, a hands-on approach ne- than if you had HIV. Nowadays, um, full-blown AIDS is very... It, I, I'm not going to say it doesn't happen, mm-hmm. but it's a lot more rare. Oh, I didn't um, realize that. Yeah, because we have such good medications now to mm-hmm. control the virus, um, it, it just can't eliminate it, but it does control it really well. Mm-hmm. As long as people are compliant with their medications um, and... Yeah, if they take their medications and they just follow the directions, getting tested, um, lab work, um, it seems to work a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Um, and they can, like I said, fight off the infections a lot yeah. easier than those in full-blown AIDS. So it really, a lot of, most of your cases are probably not any different than someone without AIDS or someone without HIV. Right. Um, as so, far as coronavirus stuff right. goes. So as long as their their immune system is um, better uh, than the people with advanced stages of AIDS, mm-hmm. you know, they can obviously fight the infection a little more, but they're still really higher risk. Yeah. Just like people with diabetes are at higher risk. People mm-hmm. with COPD are at higher risk. You know, any like extra condition that you have, um, will put you at a higher risk mm-hmm. category, but you don't have to wear your mask. Cause that's a hoax. <laughs> um, that's what I read on Facebook. Oh my God. And that's what I heard <laughs> on Fox news. Yeah. If you'd look at Facebook, this problem could be solved really it simply, really, can. really easily. Yeah. Just, just stop wear wearing your mask. Fucking mask. Go back to work. Just act like the, the act like coronavirus doesn't exist, and it doesn't exist. Oh my god! And that that bothers me to no end. <laughs> I'm like, just wear a fucking mask. I'm telling you, this world is falling apart. Like, I mean, oh god, it it, it feels like there has been a shift. Um, and I had just regaled you with stories mm-hmm. about my day job just now mm-hmm. that I don't talk about on this podcast because, you know, why would I want to talk about my day job here? Um, but it really feels like people have, they found it. They found the end of their rope. They're at it. They're about to just topple right off, off the end of their rope. Do you, find, I mean, have you seen that out there in public? So, <laughs> or are you just like, it's been bad all year. <laughs> it's just been a bad year. Um, and we all thought 2019 was a bad year. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, it was like, nope, hold my beer. 2020 is here. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 2020. We still got five um, months to go. Uh, you know, in my line of work, since we're mostly administrative, mm-hmm. um, it, and I'm not on the front lines right now. I've not experienced it as much mm-hmm. um, because most people are knowledgeable and believe, you know, that it is a real thing. Mm-hmm. And they don't really give us much pushback um, in yeah. the office for wearing a mask. Um, now, if I were on the front lines, you know, in the hospital or in a clinic or something like that, I'm sure it would have been be a bigger issue mm-hmm. do you have any friends that you wish you could shake because they don't take it personally they don't take it seriously so most of my friends are in either in the medical field or take, or me yeah <laughs> or, or, or take science actually serious you know and they actually follow the directions mm-hmm. um now that's not to say my family is like that yeah um they just do whatever the hell they want until i yell at them <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's the way to do it. Yeah. That's the Southern way. It is. Like, 
I'm like, mom, stop. <laughs> so are you, are your 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 family's wearing masks now? So yeah, because I think I talked about it a little bit. Maybe I can't remember, but my mom was positive for COVID. Oh, really? Yeah. So, and then I yelled at her mm-hmm. um, because they were doing stupid things. They, you told me that on your balcony, so yeah. you, that wasn't on the podcast. Okay. Yeah, they were <laughs> they were just doing stupid stuff like going to church, mm-hmm. and which I, I have nothing against. But they went to church. Mm-hmm. People weren't wearing their masks. They also went to trade day. Oh gosh! Um, so if you don't know what a trade day say, is, you're gonna have to explain <laughs> that for people because we don't have those here. So <laughs> trade day, um, it, and I can't really describe it as a flea market because we don't have those here either. Uh, <laughs> I think um, everybody knows what a flea market. Okay, is. so I it's kind of so. like a swap meet, swap meet, yeah, yeah a swap meet, flea market, antiques roadshow kind of thing mm-hmm. with no antiques. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's just people's crap. It's it just is. their garbage from or, their basement. Or their crafting or mm-hmm. um, whatever. You can go buy a curio cabinet. You can go buy a dining room <laughs> set. Whatever you're in the mood to buy See, that day. I, the first, I remember my parents had a, a living room suit, as they called them in the mm-hmm. South, um, when I was born. And then the very first one that I remember them buying that that we bought it at the flea market. It was hand-carved wood. Actually, do you remember that little love seat that was in my first apartment? Yes. That was from that first set. Really? <laughs> yeah, that was hand <laughs> that was a hand-carved couch. Oh <laughs> with upholster. I like it. Upholstered. It was nice, though. Mm-hmm. It was it was um, lumpy. We had to get rid of it. <laughs> but the, it it lasted 25 years, so. Speak, speaking I guess of the first like furniture set that I remember my parents buying, it came from Dogtown. Do you remember Dogtown? <laughs> I have no oh idea what that is. So Dogtown is like this very small podunk town in like I think it's northern Alabama mm-hmm. and it's they had like this really really nice furniture store there in Dogtown and that's where they bought it. Oh nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um It's weird what you remember about your childhood. It really is. Like all the things that you want to remember, not there, but <laughs> weird shit about your parents buying furniture. It's uh-huh. there. Well, I've, I've been watching Disney Plus and just crying because I remember where I was when I saw this movie for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> I think the only movie Disney-wise I can do, uh, I can think of would be Aladdin. That was, yeah, that was the only one that I can tell you who I went to see it with, when I went to see it. Like, really? Who to, was it? I went to see it in theaters and my brother actually took me. Really? Yeah. I made that up. (laughs) No, no, he did take me. Just kidding. But that is not the only movie I remember going to see in the theater and who it was with. We went to see 101 Dalmatians Mm. um, with the live action. Okay. um, With my family at Christmas one year when it came out to Mm -hmm. theaters. I remember that because I remember McDonald's had the Happy Meal toys and they were snow globes from the 101 Dalmatians. Mm -hmm. Do you remember that? My mom still has them. Does she really? (laughs) Does she sell them at the swap meet? No, she does not. (laughs) She hangs them on. (laughs) She hangs them on her Christmas tree. Oh yeah. They had a hole to loop them on the Christmas Uh tree. I remember that because I remember two years before that two or three years before that, they re-released the cartoon in theaters and they had all mm-hmm. 101 puppies. Puppies, yep. At McDonald's. I Can you imagine? Like, it didn't seem unfathomable as a child to me to get 101 Happy Meals to get all those toys. I could not imagine buying 101 <laughs> now. And I know our parents must have wanted to kill us mm-hmm. because they're like, what do you want? McDonald's? <laughs> McDonald's. <laughs> and why do you want it? For the toy. For the toy. 
Um, I still, to this day, sometimes get McDonald's Happy Meals. But it's because they now have six-piece chicken nuggets in the Happy Meals. (laughs) And that's the perfect amount of food for me. And I always hope that there'll be a toy that I really want. And they never are because I'm an adult now. And none of those toys are... Speaking of McDonald's. And and also they've gotten cheap. Oh, really? Sorry. The toys are cheap. They mm. we used to have real good toys in our Happy Meals. We did like when we were growing up, and we had Ty Beanie Babies in ours. Oh my god, I have so many of those in my mom's <laughs> house. <laughs> Ethan Ethan used to collect Beanie Babies. Oh, I loved me some Beanie Babies. My mm-hmm. mom and dad still have all of really? them too. Yeah, I remember me and away. Megan, my sister. We we did a lot of Beanie Baby collecting for a minute. Like I was so obsessed with collecting those bears. Mm-hmm. The, not, not the rest of them, just the bears. Mm-hmm. Like, I have a few of the other ones, but... Yeah, I remember people were investing in those. Like, they were going to be some kind of collectible, and now they're worth nothing, they're I worth don't think. They're worth nothing. I don't they think still they're make worth... them, but they're Do worth they? nothing. We should get a pride bear. I know. <gasps> you know what? <laughs> 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 I totally forgot I have a gift for you, too. Oh, okay. <laughs> yes! I'm excited about it. Totally forgot. I brought you. I bought you a gift. Oh. Just a friendship gift, because I love you. Let's see what it is. You guys mm-hmm. get to hear my reaction. Yeah, live. exactly. Well, not live, but no. you'll hear it on Thursday. Eventually, yeah, you'll hear it on Thursday. Because <laughs> if you want to know, this is Tuesday. <laughs> yes. <gasps> oh, <laughs> thank you. Isn't that beautiful? It is so beautiful. It looks really mm-hmm. good in the frame. So what it is is a Lucite double-sided frame because you have get work. a, um, you had, you, it's your wedding invitation to mm-hmm. your husband, Lance, that you sent to me. Um, and it, on the front, it's got all the information on the back. It's got this really pretty pattern with peaches because we're mm-hmm. Southern. And we are. And I was going to put it in a frame, but then I was like, I, the back is so pretty and you want to really commemorate exactly the whole aesthetic. So I got this, uh, very modern looking Lucite frame. It's very, that it can display both sides. Like it looks really good. And I, I really have forgotten how much I loved our wedding Mm -hmm. invitation. It's beautiful. Um, like it took me a while to actually figure out which one I wanted to use. And then, when I found it, I was like, this is it. This is going to mm-hmm. be the theme, you know, because I ha- I wanted to keep like all of our colors in mind. Mm-hmm. And our main, one of our main colors was green and white. Mm-hmm. It was beautiful. So, and unfortunately I couldn't come cause I was broke. Couldn't fly well, home. Well, it's okay. I, I knew <laughs> like, but we're here now. We're here together. And we're having it fun. Was, it was a weird time when you got married for me, but Yeah. Yeah. So we're coming up on your two-year anniversary. We are in October. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll, well, technically, we've already had our two-year anniversary. Oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> you told me about that. But um, our for our ceremony from our friends, we're coming up on our two-year mm-hmm. anniversary. Um, and if you think I'm a little cryptic, we actually got married uh, back in February of 2017. Oh, you! I didn't realize it had been well over a year yeah. since you got married. Because yeah. I knew that you had done that. Didn't you get married on Valentine's Day? So, yeah, uh, we got (laughs) married on Valentine's Day because that was like the only day they were taking walk-ins at our Mm. courthouse in Birmingham. Um, Because right after Trump got elected, you know, we were afraid that it would Uh be repealed. Yeah. And so we were like, we got to get in there, get it done while Alabama's still doing it. So because that's where we live in our home state. Um, And we went down to the Bessemer Courthouse on (laughs) Valentine's Day. 
on Valentine's Day, the judge actually cried when really? she married us. Yeah, it That's was so it nice. was really. And you got sweet. married by a woman. We did, and she was very very nice. Mm-hmm. Um, she actually cried. Um, I was like, this is odd. I didn't <laughs> expect this in Birmingham. Did you have anybody with you as no, witnesses? No, we didn't. Uh, we had asked a couple of our friends, but they could not take off work. Mm-hmm. So it was just me and Lance, and it was very special. And that's nice. That's special. Um, but one of the big things that I had always dreamed of is like a huge wedding, mm-hmm. you know, where everybody could come. And that's what we ended up planning yeah. for. And it was... It, looking back on it, if I would have just taken that money that we used for um, our wedding, we could have so many of our bills paid off. Right. Um, well, I mean, you know, it's it's nice. And once you do have your bills paid off, you probably won't think about it. No, again. we we won't think about it. It's just <laughs> I'm like that could be thirty thousand dollars that I could have used for something else. Right. So, well, I I loved like I found that and I loved it and I, I wanted to because I am trying to clean up my house because. My theory when I move, I don't clean my house, then move. I'll move and then clean up. Because, <laughs> you know, you're supposed to purge and, like, get you rid are. of the stuff you don't need. I'm like, I just want to get it all over there, and then I'll figure out if I want to keep it or not. And I'm actually very, very good at keeping things in pristine condition. He really is. So, <laughs> I, like, so your wedding invitation, it was flawless. It was. It was. It was. I wasn't folded or anything. I was like, okay. And I was like, I can't throw this away. But I don't really want to keep it <laughs> because it's not my wedding. Exactly. So and I'm like, what can I do with this? Just so you guys know, he is not joking about keeping things pristine. Um, oh if God. a book has a slight crease in it. I knew we were going to talk <laughs> about this. <laughs> if it gets a slight crease, he's like, oh, do you want this book? I'm going to go have to buy a new I one. Did. Because I, I, I gave you Michelle Obama's yeah. book, didn't I? And I'm like, what's wrong with it? And he's like... Ethan read it. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's wrong with it. He did not take care of it the uh, way that I did. I still haven't bought another one. i got to buy another one. And soon. then I ask, I'm like, well, why not just take the sleeve off of oh it? Oh, my God. Because your finger oils will get on the book. Oh, my God. And they stain them. Well, what happens to the ones that don't come in sleeves? Oh, they're okay. They're, they're okay. made of different material. Are they? Mm-hmm. There's so much different material. Either that or I'll hand you gloves if you want to touch it. <laughs> <laughs> so. Treat it like an archive. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, I actually just bought a new book this oh, week, okay. too. Um, what book? It's An Invitation to the White House at Home with History oh. by Hillary Rodham Clinton. Yes. It was the big coffee table book she wrote while she was in the White House. I have all of them. Uh that the last that any of the women of the 21st century have wit- written because Michelle Obama wrote America's Garden okay. and I have that one as well. I don't think Melania is going to write a book, um, just mainly because she doesn't know how. Um, <laughs> she just steals everybody else's <laughs> right. speeches, so you know, if, I guess she will write a book called American Garden and it'll have part two, <laughs> part two, <laughs> and it'll just be a reprint of the first one, exactly. Um, but yeah, I, I really enjoy the the sort of fluff piece books that the yeah. pe- that the first ladies write when they're there because it really does talk about the history because um, Hillary Clinton wrote about the history of the White House and I really love I don't really know a whole lot of like the in depth history of the White right. House because nobody's ever really done a comprehensive and I don't think this is good enough right um, for the history of the White House but. Um, yeah, and Michelle Obama did the history of gardens mm-hmm. and communities and what they mean to oh. the community and stuff. So, yeah, it's, fun. it's interesting. You never really truly learn the whole history of the White House. Mm-mm. You're only taught 
taught in school certain things about the White House, mm-hmm. and then that's it. Well, they like, should start with, like, it was built by slaves. That's yeah. it. <laughs> Just, like, they should write a book about the White House and call it It Was Built by Slaves. Mm-hmm. Because it, it truly was. That's um, the house that that the slaves built. And that and that's why it was so important when Obama became president because yep. I mean there's people like I mean black people built that house and now people are, black people are running the house. Right. And that's that's symbolic. It really is. Um but it, it's very interesting to think about like you're never really truly taught what the Mm-mm. white house is or um the history behind it. Like you are so many other things like mm-hmm. the battle for Concord and Lexington. Yeah. Like, you know, they drill that into you in elementary school. Right. And but Appomattox courthouse. Exactly. Like we know, you know, the man whose living room, they signed the peace treaties. Exactly. In. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> the words <laughs> fell right out of my head. And it, it's, <laughs> it's really weird when you think about history and what they teach you. They don't teach you about every single president. Mm-mm. Like they'll breeze over them very Mm-mm. quickly, but if they did not contribute a lot to the history of the United States, I feel like they're like forgotten about until you get to more modern day. Who is it that, died in office 23 days after he was there elected. were a couple that died very somebody quickly. died of like was, pneumonia or something yeah it was um was it polk maybe there were i think he died and then who was the other one it was uh, i don't know. but remember. that's all See? you hear they're like he he, he was, was elected president and then 23 days later he died exactly and it's like well he was elected to the highest office in the land. He has to be a fascinating person. Exactly. Exactly. So. I mean, and, it, it, and it's frustrating because I feel like history gravitates to only the major events that mm-hmm. like you learn about the presidents that were assassinated. You yeah. learn like when bad things happen, you learn mm-hmm. about that more. I feel like, right. Um, they don't f- focus on the good parts of the history, mm-hmm. which, which I am seeking out uh, biographies of all the presidents. Oh, like I have awesome. a Calvin Coolidge biography, and I have the uh, Edmund Morris trilogy oh. on uh, Theodore Roosevelt. I can't nice. wait to read that, but it's so much. It is. <laughs> it's like it's like I think all in all, it's going to wind up being over two thousand five hundred pages. Oh, I have God. to read. <laughs> so, but I want to read it because I love Theodore Roosevelt. Yeah. Um, Back when Republican meant something. It, yeah, it did. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know why, but a very racist show's theme song just popped in my head. Um, you you remember it, Archie Bunker? Oh, and yeah. Like, <laughs> the good old days. The good old days, yeah. Um, that, that show, while I feel like it played a part in our history, it was a very racist I It show. really did... Um, it really did uh, shine a spotlight on mm-hmm. what was actually going on yeah. at that time. And um, Carol O'Connor, who played Archie Bunker, he actually had a lot of trepidation mm-hmm. about playing that role because he that's not who he was right. at all. He, he was like, are they going to think this is me? And luckily, I don't think anybody really thought that's who Carol O'Connor mm-hmm. is. I think people really knew that he was... Doing God's work of yes. showing what's real. <laughs> <laughs> also, I have um, Norman Lear's biography. Really? I do. Of well, course I, I do. Of course, of I was about to say, of course you do. Whose do you not have? I love the biographies of my favorite artists and politicians and mm-hmm. newsmakers. So, 
Yeah. If they're if they're famous for something in a moment, I'll probably buy their book. <laughs> <laughs> Which, uh, and I guess that's one thing that we have different in common, mm-hmm. uh, or not different, um, is that you like those types of history books. Mm-hmm. Me, I like learning about the battles mm-hmm. and like all that. See, stuff. and I'm and the exact opposite. Like I took a World War II class um, in at UAB, and I th- I can't remember if I dropped it or if I just hated it. <laughs> but um, I really loved the way that World War II changed the trajectory of our country mm-hmm. in society. And this was all about the battlefields of Germany. And I was like, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> You like the social effects. Mm-hmm. That yeah, I definitely love the social, um, socioeconomic and the anthropological findings of history right. more than that but and i just love hearing the details mm-hmm. of battle but i do like, like going to battlefields yeah and you know what? something you and i need to do what because I, I don't know i didn't think before now to do it we should go even though they're both <laughs> republican we should go to reagan's and nixon's uh presidential libraries oh yeah because they always have their they well, they take their um their air force one and they put it there mm-hmm. and they take their papers and they do all that right so, well, and, and again, I mean, I'm sure they're closed now because coronavirus. <laughs> right. So if, if we make it through Armageddon, we well, can go, you know, the Repu- like you said, Republicans back then were a lot different mm-hmm. than they are now. Yeah. Like, I feel like it started changing really bad after Reagan mm-hmm. and I don't know. Like, well, and I think Reagan and Nixon had something in common and that they, they had limits. They did. Nixon knew he crossed the line mm-hmm. and so he resigned. And I think Reagan really wanted trickle down economics, mm-hmm. but he knew that he couldn't he couldn't do it at any cost. Right now, <laughs> the, it doesn't matter what's right or good. Donald Trump's going to do what he wants to do exactly, and, and that's it. Either the Republicans are going to follow him, and or these they... and these poor little people who live in Alabama think that he gives a crap about them, and it's so sad. Uh. Um, speaking of Republicans in Alabama, what did you think about baby elf losing his election to become the senator again? I, d- I actually am glad because even though I, I'm really glad because I do believe that Jeff Sessions is probably better than Tommy Tuberville and the fact that Jeff Sessions still has some modicum of respect for the way things should be, mm-hmm. as in he... Um, he recused himself from the Russian investigation, mm-hmm. which is what he should have done. Yep. And so he has that respect for it. Um, so probably what would be best for everybody was would be have would have been to let Sessions be the senator again mm-hmm. over Tommy Tuberville, uh, because Tommy Tuberville wants the vault, wants the wall. He wants everything Trump, everything, everything. But I do, I'm glad that he didn't get back get his seat back because. I just think there's no going backwards anymore. We're going to no. have to go forward through this hell yep. and come out the other side. And, I, and I'm and i like, oh, go ahead. Elect Tommy Tuberville. Let everything that has anything to do with Trump just fold into the fire because mm-hmm. it's all going to burn down anyway. Now, here's the, here's the uh, 
question that I want to ask regarding Tommy Tupperville. Mm-hmm. Um, for those of you that don't know, in Alabama, football's a huge thing. He's like the Pope because so, he's well, because football's so there's, religion. There's, yes. Um, <laughs> so, so Nick Saban, oh, you yeah. know, is the big he's coach. The pope. He's the Pope. He, yeah. Um, <laughs> so and that's the coach of Alabama. Tommy Tupperville is the Cardinal Dolan of Alabama, pretty much, and because he coached Auburn mm-hmm. for years and years. And wasn't and years. he the coach when they had their one and only national championship? Well, I think they've had a couple national oh. championships. Well, they got the first. Yeah, I think he, he was, was the one the who coach. actually brought yeah. it home. Yeah. Um, and for those of you who don't know, Alabama and Auburn are huge mm-hmm. competitors yeah. in the state. So my question: Do you think Alabama fans will vote for him? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> You're taped. <laughs> oh, uh, it's taped to the gift. <laughs> um, I think so. I think they will. Just because he's Republican. But I, yeah, I mean, because yeah. they love Alabama football and they love Trump. Mm-hmm. Now, will Nick Saban come out against him? Like, if <laughs> Nick Saban would just say what his politics are, I think that could change everything. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, do you think there's not a chance in hell that Joe, uh, that um, Doug Jones is going to win? So it was such a struggle to get him elected the first time mm-hmm. because, I mean, hell, he barely squeaked out the win against Roy Moore, a child molester. Yeah, who got 48% of the vote. Exactly. So, <laughs> so, like, unless people get out and vote, which mm-hmm. I'm sure it'll be a lower turnout this year because of corona. Um, hopefully, I don't know. I, I don't know. Well, I, I don't want to say hopefully, but I think, I think, I mean, I don't know. I think people know that this is it. I will risk Corona to get Donald yeah. Trump out of office and yeah. that's the election. It'll be on no, on November 3rd right. with the presidential election will be Doug Jones versus Tommy Tuberville. So I wonder, I don't know. Right. I mean, you might be right. I might be right. I don't know. Who, Who's who, to who say? Knows? <laughs> yeah, I just requested my ballot to mm-hmm. vote from here. I have to check to make sure that I, I everything's correct here at this new apartment. Right. Um, so you're voting in Alabama, mm-hmm, but it's absentee. Absentee ballot. Mm. I mean, that's my only option or I would have to fly home. Yeah. Um, or you could register to vote I could. Here. It's a little bit more complicated if I register here. Because mm-hmm. my primary domicile home is in Alabama. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, might as well just keep it that yeah. way. And plus, they need your vote more than we do. Exactly. <laughs> so. Like, I should have registered as a Republican and then voted Democrat. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> that fucks with them more. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, well, you know, and I do believe that if Joe Biden wins, and I, and I, I think he's gonna. I hope so. Like, I think he's gonna because Trump has screwed up this coronavirus stuff. But if Joe Biden wins, I think he's going to make Doug Jones his attorney general. Uh, I would hope so, because he is a very well, good. And I he mean, was he, the attorney general of Alabama. He was. And he put terrorists in prison. He did. Who just, the last one just died. Oh, I didn't realize that. Mm-hmm. He died about, about three weeks ago. And then right now we got a totally shit show cabinet in Alabama. Mm-hmm. Mama. <laughs> Me, my wife. <laughs> Being the leader of the pack. Yeah. She's um, she's the queen of everything doing too little too late. Uh-huh. So, because um, she's like, y'all better wear y'all's masks. <laughs> After she done told nobody to wear them. Uh-huh. Well, at least she's not like Georgia and suing. Oh, God. I just don't know. That's This is why I think this is it. This is it. This is just going to hell in a handbasket. Yeah. And I forgot to buy the handbasket. <laughs> just <laughs> hot lava. <laughs> Riding on a river of hot lava straight to hell. Uh-huh. Um, 
So what's going right in your life this year? So, I mean, going right. I mean, my job, I love it. Mm-hmm. Even though it's a little frustrating, I love my job. I yeah. absolutely love it, love what I do. Well, I don't it's think just, anybody's job is like amazing right now. Well, like if you are, I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> it, it, it was just a little stressful, you know, mm-hmm. rolling out our new systems and changing process flows yeah. and like teaching people the new process. But I absolutely love what I do. Um, I mean, it's what I went to school for. Mm-hmm. Um, nursing first and then leadership second when I yeah. got my master's. So um, I really enjoy everything that I do right now. Because I'm getting to use both degrees to yeah. their maximum. That's fantastic. Yeah, so I love it. Um, I'm trying to think what else is going right with me. Um, nothing because my waist keeps expanding. <laughs> <laughs> me too. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to like. I'm gonna use this time away from Ethan to to find a new workout routine or something. Yeah. Because I just keep eating everything. That was my problem, especially mm. when I was working from home. I was so close to the kitchen. Mm-hmm. I would just go over there and snack all day. And mm. it wasn't like healthy snacks like carrots and celery. It'd be like potato chips. Right. And well, and Ethan, he was off for work. So he always bought the groceries. And now he's gone for six weeks. So I'll be buying the groceries. So I'll probably be getting like candy bar salads. Uh. And <laughs> <laughs> hey, that sounds yummy. Hot cocoa. <laughs> Chop up the Snickers and throw it in my my leafy greens. Yes. <laughs> but um, I'm trying to think. Uh, what else is going right? Um, I mean, I get to see you a lot more often. Yeah, so. because we really, um, I mean, we'll be honest about it. We really, we kind of follow the rules and we have picked one or two friends to see mm-hmm. at a safe distance. So... Yeah, and you're one of my only friends I get to see, so. Um, well, I'm obsessed with you, and I think you know that. <laughs> well, I'm obsessed, too, so <laughs> feelings mutual. Um, but, yeah, um, that's that's one of the biggest things going right, is I get to mm-hmm. see you pretty much on a weekly Me basis now. Me, too. Yeah, we've made it a, a point to make it a weekly thing to see each other, and I'm glad because you and I have I've been, like we said, friends for 12 years. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there was a time when I was thinking about this in the shower today. Um, oh. <laughs> uh, when when we hadn't talked for, I think, almost a year or two. Mm-hmm. Um, it was back when I was living in New York. And then I, for some reason, just decided to reach out to you at one point, mm-hmm. And then we hadn't really stopped talking ever since. Nope. Um, I remember I was at the Fort Tryon public house or is trying public house, which is right next to Fort Tryon park where I used to live. I don't know why I was there at the bar (laughs) by myself. It might've been a holiday. I don't know. I was at the bar eating a hamburger by myself. And I think you were celebrating so with some, I don't know what yeah, holiday I, I, it was. I forget what it was, but, <laughs> but there was something and you reached out to me. I think you even called me that day. Maybe because um, I remember calling you yeah. because I was at the bar by myself having yeah. a hamburger. Yeah. Either <laughs> it was a, either a very lengthy text exchange or, mm-hmm. um, a phone call. I remember, um, and I was in New York and you were in Alabama, mm-hmm. but, and you had just gotten back from San Francisco yep. and, so we had no reason to believe that we would ever be living in the same city. Uh, no, <laughs> because I've been fl- I've been going all over. And yeah, then you came. You were working in a hospital fa- pretty far south of here, but mm-hmm. then you took a job in West Hollywood, right? Which um, is not West Hollywood anymore. You're in Hollywood now. Yeah, I'm actually in Hollywood. I'm off of Sunset. Mm-hmm. But when I first started working here, I started out in Torrance, 
Yeah. Because it was very close to where I lived. I live in Hermosa, so it's only like a 10-minute drive. Mm-hmm. Um, so very close, convenient. But then when I got this opportunity, it was, um, you know, I couldn't pa- pass it up. Yeah. And I'm glad you did. And, like, now I kn- we knew that your contract was ending last November. Yep. And I was like, oh, he's going to go back to Alabama after November. Because you had been here the full maximum of a nursing or I guess any health travel thing is a year. So, so typically, you know, the contracts for travel nursing, travel nurses are three months, mm-hmm. and then mine just kept getting extended. But as a travel nurse, you can't stay in one place for too long unless you want to start getting. Because that makes you just a re- a resident, pretty much. Yeah. Um, After um, a year mark, when you're a traveler at one facility, they start taxing you. Mm. So either you have to do one of two things: you either have to take a month off. Or you have to go to another assignment and then come back. Mm. So, uh, and then you just took your you took a permanent job. I You're did. Like, well, I'll just stay. Then. Um, I took a permanent job because my contract ended up getting canceled two mm. months or a month and a half earlier oh. than it was supposed to. So I started looking for permanent jobs um, because either I knew I had to get another contract very quickly or, or leave quickly, leave quickly or look at a permanent job. So I looked at permanent jobs both here and back home mm-hmm. and I ended up getting an interview here quicker. Um, well, and now you work here and there's no risk of you not working at this job unless you don't want to. Exactly. And so now I... And making it my life's mission to never let you leave. Because <laughs> I thought we had a deadline. I thought we were like, okay, uh, November's when he's leaving. And then you're like, well, I'm still here. And I'm like, well, then now you'll stay forever. <laughs> now so. I've just got to get my husband out here, you know, mm-hmm. convince him to move. That's well. that's probably the hardest part, mm-hmm. to be honest, is to be bi-coastal. Yeah. That's, that's tough. Um, you'd think you'd want to come out here living in Alabama right now. I know. <laughs> that Rona. Right. Rona. I mean, she's she is coming down hard on Alabama. She's coming down hard on the entire South. Yeah. Um, Florida's not great. Like, mm-mm. Mm-mm. Oh, ma'am. It's just crawling with it. It is. Florida and Texas are probably like the worst. And to me, after you hear how you get Corona, you'd think or how Corona started, you'd really not want it. Exactly. Like it came from a dead bat. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> and I feel like. People, especially in southern states, they don't believe it Mm -hmm. until it happens to them or their family. Well, I, without divulging someone else's personal information too much, I know people who have every reason to believe that it is real and they still don't believe it. Mm -hmm. It happened to their family and they're just like, "Mm, whatever. It's a bad flu. It's fine. I'm like, well, this is not cold and flu season. Yeah. So that, that should scare you in in and of itself. And and that thing that just frustrates me because while it does have a lot of the same symptoms as flu, mm-hmm. it ravages your entire body. Right. The well, flu mainly focuses on your lungs and your immune system, mm-hmm. you know. But with corona, it is affecting every major yeah. organ. I know people who have had it and they their joints are so swollen mm-hmm. they can't move. And I'm like that's not the flu right after you've already gotten over it. Well, one of the things that's happening with the younger people that are getting it, they're getting uh, what they are now referring to as COVID toe. What is that? Um, COVID toe is where they've started getting like small um, blockages in the arteries that lead to your toe, your major toe. On oh your my foot, gosh. And it causes like blood flow to um, be hardly 
non-existent. And so people are losing toes. Mm-hmm. That's and that's the, a, and that's a blood clot. Yeah, it's a blood clot. It's so, very small it, blood clots that are causing. Like, so it could best case scenario, they figure it out. Probable scenario, you're losing a toe, and worst case scenario, it's going to let loose and go to your lung, and you'll die. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, like you could lose your toe, you could lose your foot, you could die. Like mm-hmm. it's a big enough clot. Um, definitely they'd have to start doing blood thinners that kind of thing yeah and then there's people who are like well it's just a bad cold yeah and i'm like well if you do the research all colds are covid strands they are this is a brand new covid strand that's worse than any of the others it is i mean this is covid 19 Mm -hmm. this is strain 19 yeah (laughs) exactly If people didn't know what that meant, that's what it (laughs) means. That's what it means. That's why it's 19. You heard it here. We are an educational podcast. (laughs) You heard it here maybe first. (laughs) Probably first. If you're (laughs) listening to this show, you probably, I don't know, maybe you listen to the news. You should. Um, (laughs) Yeah. That's um, so. What's going good with you? I know you've been dealing with a lot this year. It has Um, been a lot. Like, I, uh, my mental capacity is just bottomed out Mm -hmm. worse than they've been in a long long time like as far as i've had anxiety and depression and just there was a few days where i just would come home and cry and Mm -hmm. just everything was so stressful um because and not to get too bogged down on that it was just a lot of people that i worked with was going down from covid and it wasn't the fear of covid it was I had to pick up their slack right? and I had to do all their stuff. And it just, and I was and you know, my friends and people were like, you are being treated very unfairly. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, but who's to be true. I mean, there's nobody who's going to do it. I got to do it. And it's, you know, it's not what I wanted. And, you know, it just got to be a back and forth over Should I be mad or shouldn't I be mad or who should I scream at or whatever. And Mm -hmm. I'm just like, I need everybody to stop having an opinion. (laughs) I just need to do what I got to do right now. And it just, it did. It just bottomed out. But overall, 2020 has been a kind of a good year for me personally because mm-hmm. I haven't had COVID yet. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Um, but in April, Ethan and I, because Ethan and I moved to New York, moved from New York to Los Angeles in January of 2018. And we lived in this crummy little apartment. You were there. I, I was. You came to our um, first New Year's party there. Wait, Second. Second. Yeah. Second New Year's Eve party there. Um, and it, you know, we, it cost us a lot of money to get from New York to LA and we were really struggling for money for the first Mm -hmm. two years. And this is the first year where we really have been able to take a step back and actually have enough money to live on pretty comfortably. I mean, not to brag, I'm rich, (laughs) um, but like we moved to this new beautiful apartment, um, during the COVID-19 crisis and I have started taking on a lot more gigs. I'll be on my friend's podcast uh, this Saturday. Um, it's very interesting. And then I've actually accepted a um, a spot on a house team at an improv troupe or an improv school in New York. It's called Hudson Valley Improv. Mm-hmm. So if you're in the area, you should check them out. Uh, Samantha Jones is the founder of that school and she was doing house teams, which any improv school has house teams. Right. I will take you to some shows when we when everything's that. back open here in New in LA. Yeah, she has house teams and because of COVID, everything is digital. So she offered me a position on one of her house teams on a digital improv. So I'm doing a lot of improv there and I just um 
I started um, producing a documentary this year, and yeah, I got promoted at my day job, and uh, I just accepted the hosting position on another podcast uh, about theology, about religion. That's awesome. So I'm just kind of like got a lot going on and busy and just, you know, I feel like the first two years we were here in L.A., I was kind of stagnant, kind of doing a little bit here and there. Um, but, yeah, I, so far this year has been kind of okay. And thankfully, we live in a city that took care of their unemployed. Mm-hmm. And so Ethan was getting a pretty good bit of money for his okay. troubles. That's good. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, I've, I've been very happy for oh, you wait, guys. Oh, wait, and seeing you every week. That's going on. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I've been very happy for you guys because uh, it, it's been a it's been a really big um, change for you this mm-hmm. year. You've had a lot of changes. Well, and I really wanted to be in a position to say yes, and I think that was really important to just say yes to any opportunity that comes. But that can only take you so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, in a lot of ways, you have to seek out ways to live authentically. And I know that sounds like frou frou stuff, but like you have to really think about what makes you happy and what brings you joy and then go do it no matter what. And that's what, where I was. I think I, I think that was part of my bottoming out was that I just haven't been doing improv. I haven't been doing anything but this show. Um, and I've been pretty open and honest about it on this show with therapy and stuff. But, um, but yeah, just as soon as I started going to therapy, all these other things started coming in and I was telling my therapist, I'm like, I don't know. Like I am a spiritual person. And I, and I believe that, you know, the energy you put out is what you will receive back. And so I'm, but it was just interesting that the day that I signed up for my first therapy session was the day that, uh, Samantha emailed me and was like, Hey, I want to talk to you about something. And so I was like, that had nothing to do with cause and effect. Right. That was all energetic, you know, that was all a reward for good energy, you know? So I was telling my therapist about that. I'm like, I can't see a connection there, <laughs> like physically of what did I do to, to bring this into my life? Cause I didn't do anything except do what's right for me. Right. So, and for those of you that just listen, that haven't been able to see Kyle or whatever. I've been dancing. Well, <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> no, um, I can tell a major difference mm-hmm. in you over the past few weeks. Yeah. Um, because I, I saw you when you were pretty down. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, yeah, I and, wear it on my face. And to see it uh, help this much, mm-hmm. it's it's a good sign. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, because I don't like seeing you when you're sad like that. And I don't depressed. like being sad like that. And I do put a lot of pressure on myself to not be sad like that because I have created this aura about myself mm-hmm. that I'm the happy cheerleader same and <laughs> and when you're not that happy cheerleader, people are like why are you not dancing you dancing monkey and i'm like oh, what's Marty. wrong with you today <laughs> well and that's what i told my therapist too i have had a really like work my day job gets me down sometimes and like i said i'm never i never lose my temper mm-hmm. ever in my life like i can kick the couch by accident and i'll just breathe through that pain i will not curse and scream <laughs> somebody cuts you off in in traffic I just kind of let off the gas Mm -hmm. and get away from them because I'm like they're obviously got something going on Mm -hmm. just you know let's look for solution oriented ways to handle this and that the best way to handle this is just to not be near these erratic drivers whatever at work 
Sometimes you'll say something to me and I will, I will climb across this counter and beat you to death in front of your children. <laughs> like I just, uh, you know, but I think it's cause everybody's living their best, you know, they're, they're, COVID they're, life. they're nasty out loud mm-hmm. and you know, most I'm getting better at well making it work. Well, I, like I said, I can see a huge difference already. Well, thank you. Like, and you're not stumbling over but your you words. But you know something? Like, Yes, you noticed that. Mm-hmm. You were one of the only ones who noticed that I had I had developed a stutter. Yeah, you're not stumbling. Nobody over your words, noticed it, and it's like literally, I haven't noticed it mm-hmm. lately. And I've and you haven't been losing words as much. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that makes me emotional that you noticed <laughs> <laughs> because that was really. I mean, it it was scary to just be like, why can I not say this word that's well, in my head? Well, again, it goes back to, I've known you for 12 years. Mm-hmm. I know what your normal is. Yeah. I saw it when you were in college too, because mm-hmm. you had it. Yeah, you in, watched me do yeah. that too. So, I mean, I've saw it then. I mm-hmm. saw it, you know, a few weeks back, like yeah. earlier in the and year. And we were talking so. in New York when it was really yeah. bad. That was around the same time you and I talked a lot mm-hmm. in New York over, because we had a, a weekly Skype date. Yep, we did. Um, In New York. But, um, but I will say that, right around the time that um, that I started going to therapy and I accepted this this spot on this house team for this school in New York, um, that was around the same time that we started getting together weekly. Mm-hmm. And I think all of that was like getting the help you need, doing the stuff you love, and socializing with the people that you love the most. I was like, yep. that, that was super important to my health. Oh, yeah. So... I completely agree with you. I think putting that energy out there, you'll return the same. Mm-hmm. And my normal, my normal habits are to just hermit myself. <laughs> when things are going bad, I just push everybody away and just like, right. I got to deal with this. And so that's why Ethan was a little apprehensive about going because he knows that that's my right. that's my natural instinct and it's the opposite of what I actually need. Mm-hmm. Um, I need socialization. So. Well, I've got you now. You have me. <laughs> I've got you and Ethan can just stay in Alabama and I'll <laughs> send him a Marco Polo video. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Marco Polo. Which I, I watched yours that you sent me last night. Yeah. Because <laughs> I was like, are you coming over? Because I don't have anybody to be on this podcast this week. Because it's, it's usually Ethan. <laughs> so, and he left me. Your so, co-host is not here this week. Right. So... There we are. Well, yeah. thanks for coming to the thanks show. Thanks for having me. Don't knock shit over now. I know. I'm, I'm, I talk with my hands. That's the only thing you miss when you listen to this show. You don't get to see me talk with my hands all Well, day. as a Southern gay should, you need to talk with your hands. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> well, now we got to do what our normal weekly routine is, and that's to watch Drag Race. RuPaul's Drag Race. Start your engines. Are we doing UK tonight? That's what we're doing? I don't know. We'll have to, we have to figure out dinner too. So, yeah. so we're going to go figure out dinner, figure out UK or American or maybe Canadian. Maybe we'll maybe throw so. that in the mix. Yeah. But anyway, I hope everyone has a very, very lovely week and I hope that you stay safe, wear your masks and stay six feet apart from people. And you know what? If you don't like wearing the masks, don't go outside. You can not have to wear the mask in your house. Exactly. So... If you want to follow me, my Instagram handle is at Kyle L. Henderson. And I'm going to see if I can get Billy's correct. I never do. It's no. B-L-A-3-5-5-5-5-5-5-5-5-5-5-5-5-5-5-5-5-5-5-5-5-5-5-5-5-5-5-5-5-5-5-5-5-5-5-5-5-5-5-5-5-5-5-5-5-5-5-
950. That's mm-hmm. a good thing. So your Instagram handle is BLA. Three five nine five zero, and you'll notice that I pretty much only post about food because mm-hmm. I love food. So. Yes, I can't wait to eat in a restaurant with you again. Um, yeah, and if you want to join the conversation, go to the pod the podcast web Facebook page. Huh, it's a mouthful. Facebook page, not for nothing, and join the conversation. And I hope you have a great week. Bye.